Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the Doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his trusted assistant, Michael Pop, as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context. Welcome back to Christ, Culture, and Cinema, and Christmas is in the air, Michael. How are you today? I uh, I have enjoyed reminiscing a little bit about junior high, uh, getting back to this 1990 movie. It uh, took me back to those days. Yeah, released on November 10th, 1990. By the way, November 10th has two uh, special meanings. Number one, Martin Luther's birthday, November 10th, yep. 1483. Also, my mom and dad's wedding anniversary. Oh, yeah, don't forget that. Well, I can't because it's Martin Luther's birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on November 10th of 1990, a Christmas cinematic classic was released, Home Alone. It's huge. It's enormous. Big Christmas movie. Well, we just have to go back first and look. Why was it so huge? Well, the writer was John Hughes. And what comedy didn't John Hughes write <laughs> in this time frame? I mean, let's consider. Well, is 1990 still considered the 80s? Well, some it's, do, some don't. I mean, it's that kind of, kind of that uh, wedge year. Yeah, it's kind of it's a, it's a trickle Cause, over. Because John Hughes is Mr. 1980s. Come on, he is. But maybe this is the capstone. Oh, oh, I, well, I like, like that. that. Okay, that's, that's good. good. Yeah. So you know, let's remember John Hughes for Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Definitely, Uncle Buck. Uh, Breakfast Club. It's a good one. I can't believe we haven't done the Breakfast Club yet. I, I love it. Oh, uh, we need to do that. How about Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Great Outdoors. Right. I mean, there's just a little bit you, of a list. I got Mr. Mom. Oh, Mr. Mom's a classic. National Lampoon's Vacation. Oh, I that's... mean, Vacation is great. We Sorry, got folks. Weird Science. Sorry, folks. The park's closed. Park's closed. Moo should have told you out front. Uh, weird Science. You, I think you mentioned Pretty in Pink, right? I did not mention Pretty, Pretty in Pink. Pink. I mean, oh, that's right. You went six, or, uh, Breakfast Club. I went Breakfast Club. Again, excellent. Well, a couple for us. Um, 101 Dalmatians. Yeah, that's yeah, right. We already kind of went in past that that's as we, right. we did Corilla. Mm-hmm. Um, Christmas Vacation, which talking christmas movies i mean come on he, uh, he wrote it the jam of the month brilliant club. writer yeah. brilliant writer and of course we're, i mean i think you mentioned uncle bunk from the start you know that kind of is that right before this that's right so of course we see one of his pals come back and we'll, we'll see so have some fun here we're gonna have a little bit of fun and let's take a look a, a quick look at the director uh chris columbus no not he who discovered <laughs> the uh the caribbean islands in north america for the spaniards uh no chris columbus who would really strive and make fame as a producer more than a director with a little series called harry potter the first two movies that was a big one yeah sorcerer's stone chamber of secrets yeah, yeah he did well oh he did he exceptionally did well. But, well uh a couple again 80s babies, you know, Adventures in Babysitting. Mm-hmm. Loved it. I think Elizabeth Shue put her on the map. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. How do we go wrong with that? How could I you mean, possibly? How have we not done a Robin Williams movie? Well, and he also did Bicentennial Man, which is uh, kind of a, a sleeper for Robin Williams, but he's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Um, but again, my favorite movie, because my oldest somehow, I blame the babysitter, okay. grew up loving Barney. Oh. And I couldn't stand Barney. Okay. So when he did Nine Months, yeah. and there's that whole Arnie scene in there, yeah, brilliant. I love Nine Months simply for the scene where um, we had uh, – who's the star in that one with in the which? accent? Uh, Hughes. Uh, 
Which 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 nine movie? months? Nine months. Tom Arnold is the co uh, is in it, but who's the main character? Boy, I'm getting old and quick. Anyway, there's a scene where they, they beat the heck up out of the Arnie doll uh-huh. like a toys in a Toys R Us. Sure, brilliant. There you go. Hilarious. Well, you have to be careful so, because when uh, when our one uh, a guest Jared makes a grand reappearance here, he was he was a big Barney guy. He was a Barney guy too. Oh yeah, these yeah. poor kids. What did we do to our, our I don't sons? Know. It it's was, amazing there is uh, normal. Well, can I say normal? No, I don't no, know. They're not that's normal. there okay. anymore. Well, let's talk about Home Alone. Adjusted. The budget for this movie was eighteen million dollars. The box office take for this Christmas release, $476.7 million. And it continues on in DVD, on cable, on streaming, forever and ever. Amen. I I, I think about this, you know, when, when budget is 18 and opening weekend, you take home 17. Yeah. And that's the middle of November. We haven't yeah. even got to Thanksgiving. We haven't got to no. Christmas. It's a Christmas. That's right. Week. You're feeling pretty good. Oh, uh, yeah. You're 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 kicking back going, we're going to make some cash. You, you, you popped the cork already. Yeah, yeah this is good. One. This is good. We, uh, can you say sequel? Hmm. <laughs> that's what and you're they thinking. Did. <laughs> that's right. And on and on. We'll be talking about that, too. Let's take a look at the cast. Now, the main character is Kevin, the precocious, blonde-haired, blue-eyed boy. Played by Macaulay Culkin, who really turns out to be one of these somewhat tragic child actors. Pretty much. What a mess. He's, he's his... working on making his comebacks and stuff, but talk about Nine Lives. I mean, he's, we've seen the different eras of yeah. him. Let's yeah. just keep it with the Kevin era. He's so cute. Yeah, he is. And, you know, he he would go, he'd go on to make movie My Girl, mm-hmm. Good Great Son. Man. But most good recently. Good Son, he tried to change his character. It yeah. got real dark. And it's not good. Yeah. But again. Richie Rich. Uh, but again, he comes back later, American Horror Story on television. Yeah. So. Well, that middle ground, it was when there was a long break and he came back with party monster with seth green that everybody's mm-hmm. like who is this kid yeah weird yeah just weird so the the actual american horror story yeah bringing him back to normal who yeah. would have thought that <laughs> would you ever think that be the case not so oh boy playing the nemesis uh in the movie are the wet bandits the thieves Harry and Marv. Now, Harry is played by Joe Pesci, and mm. I have to admit, we have shown great restraint on Christ Culture and Cinema because <laughs> I am an aficionado of the gangster movie. Wow. I love, love, love all these movies. And yeah. consider the movies he's been in Casino, excellent. Goodfellas, brilliant. The Irishman, way too long, but really good. Bronx Tale. My Cousin Vinny. Hey, you love that movie. Oh, that's a good movie. Yeah, don't forget Bronx Tale. That's that same kind, you know. Same thing. How about Rage, in it. Raging Bull? Huge. He's in there. He's everywhere. Yeah, he is. And uh, Lethal Weapons 2, 3, and 4. Oh, that's right. Not the one we're going to be doing uh, in the future. Uh, upcoming, that is upcoming. correct. Now, playing Marv, his, uh, his partner in the Wet Bandits, is Daniel Stern, uh, who we really know him from the movie City Slickers. Uh, he appears there as big in that. one of Billy Crystal's best friends on their little sojourn to the Dude Ranch one and Cattle two. Drive. Yeah, he's in both, one isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he is in a ton of television. He's all over it. But what people may not know is he was the narrator voice for Kevin 
in the original ABC show, The Wonder Years. Yeah, I saw that. That's pretty good. I, I was going Christmas Story 2. Yeah. I didn't know there was a Christmas Story 2. So yeah, and I don't he know might have been they, in it. I didn't know there was one. I don't know why they did um, that. But one of my favorite Damon Wayans movies, Celtic Pride, where as a burglar again, yeah. uh, he he kidnaps one of the Celtic players, which is Damon Wayans. So. There you go. Celtic Pride, pretty good, funny one. There you go. Now, yeah. playing the neighbor, uh, the uh, kind of grumpy old man named Marley was Robert's Blossom. And brilliant. Well, here's some crazy movies he's been in. He, he was incredible. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Escape from Alcatraz. Mm-hmm. How about mm-hmm. Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Yeah, put that down. Christine, the killer Chrysler. Love it. Uh, keep going. Oh, keep bringing it. Well, you, so go. Many. you go. Keep going. Uh, one of my favorites, Doc Hollywood. Oh, that's a good it's one. It's the judge. I love it. It's a good one for him. <laughs> when he's talking about the fence, I built that fence. It's great. I love it. It gets all over him. One of Jess and I's favorite movies, Vision Quest. Oh, Plays that's... Grandpa. There Vision you go. Quest. I love Vision Quest. Um, he was in Great Gatsby. Yeah. Always. I mean, again, I, you're right. When it says, what is he known for? You go Escape from Alcatraz, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Christine, you're like, holy cow, who's this guy again? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, because uh, brilliant. And he kind of plays this dark... A uh, secluded man living next door to Kevin and his family. He comes across as scary. Yeah, let's take a look at mom and dad in the movie. Uh, Kate is played by Catherine O'Hara. Now, Catherine O'Hara most recently has repri- reprised her role <laughs> in television commercials with Kevin, Kevin Hart, Hart yeah, which is hilarious. And my wife is the one who said, she really looks great. She it's like yeah. she has an age. She looks fantastic. 30 years later. Isn't that amazing? Now, she has been in movies like For Your Consideration. Uh, the television series, I think it was on Showtime, Six Feet Under. Uh, how about a series of unfortunate events, which yep. I really think they thought that was going to boot a you know a ongoing series of movies. Didn't, didn't, do, too didn't well. do too well. It just kind of died there. Surviving Christmas. Mm-hmm. Got another Christmas movie. Sure. Uh, she did The Paper. I really like that one with Michael that, Keaton. That's Glenn a Close. good one she with was good. Paper. That's right. Probably her best role up to that point, Beetlejuice. This is true. She was good in Beetlejuice. Uh, yeah. She was in Dick Tracy. But the one that she is probably most known for now, in which our newer audience would know that she didn't say, mm-hmm. Shit's Creek. Oh, Spelled that's... Spelled S-C-H-I-T-T. Yes. It's a name. It's the last it's name. name. Yes, it yes. is. But pretty popular. She's in that. You oh, know? yeah. So, uh, yeah. Incredibly Definitely popular. more current. Right. Yes. But she has continued she's, she's on. She's done a lot better than Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> yeah, I would say. So. And most of the cast to be on. Well, outside of Joe Pesci, of yeah, course. Of course. Uh, probably Joe. the biggest of all. Uh, playing the dad, Peter, John Hurd. Uh, you know, again, John, big. Was in the movie. He Big. was such a jerk in Big. Oh, you want to punch him in the him face? In every other movie he's in. Yeah, yeah. He was. We like I mean, him he was as the dad, but he was. Oh. oh, we like him in Home Alone, but after yeah. that, we want to punch him in the face. Big, uh, yeah. The Guardian, the, yep. uh, the ode to the uh, rescue swimmers of the United States Coast Guard. Uh, we have a rescue swimmer here in our church for the we United do. States Rusty. Navy. Yeah, I've never met a man with negative body fat until I met Rusty. Oh, uh, yeah. Amazing. Uh, these guys are. They jump out of perfectly good helicopters into stormy seas to save people. I, I found that really ironic when he jumps in the water to save people. And there he is at new member class. Uh, I'd like to be baptized. They're like, whoa, there's some saving water he hasn't been in. Wait a second. All right. <laughs> 
Such a great November uh, we, moment. We love Rusty. He's a great yes. guy, great dad, great family man. And then Awakenings. He's in the movie Awakenings. There's another. Uh, That's a good one. Another crossover. I miss that movie. one. I went Sharknado. Oh, white chicks. Love Sharknado. Are you a Sharknado? I have guy? not seen Sharknado. Oh, I've seen all of them. My wife thinks I've lost my brain. I mean, we're up to like Sharknado (laughs) 7. They're unbelievable. They they don't have that baby shark song in that, do they? No. Because I can't handle that anymore. No. You know, it's funny. We've been watching uh, on um, Apple Plus TV a wonderful, wonderful show. And uh, the the baby shark uh, song comes up, and it's about a a British soccer team. I'm watching it. Uh, it's called. Uh, it's a great show. Oh my but goodness, why am I forgetting it? Because I, my father-in-law, told me he was watching it and how funny it was. So I started watching it. It's um, come on, pop up, Ted Lasso. Yeah, Ted. Well, on Ted Lasso, yeah. the one character, <laughs> the guys that. in the bar are singing the Baby Shark song with the guy's name. So yeah. I just had a little shout out I for Baby about Shark. That. Yeah, yeah, it's a great one. We uh, should do Ted Lasso on Christ Culture oh, and Cinema. Oh, I love Ted. Oh my Lasso. goodness, talk about some of the crossover. Those characters are incredible. That is. Brilliantly written show. Uh, Then we have to throw in. Here's just two throw-in characters for us. One is Gus Polinski, played by John Candy. He is brilliant. The the late. Oh, just the the, we miss John Candy. But you know, Gus Polinski Uh, is the polka band leader in the truck uh, in the movie. But we know him from Spaceballs, Blues Brothers, Planes, Trains, uh, and Automobiles. How about Cool Runnings? I love Cool Runnings. I got stripes. You know, when the Winter Olympics comes up, we're doing cool runnings. We're definitely doing cool FYI, runnings. FYI, doing so, cool So the runnings. Great Outdoors, of course, is the crossover here because they just got done filming that yes, one. Yes, indeed. by John Hughes. Um, but the the different characters, JFK, Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, yeah. You know, Bruce's Millions, of course, Heavy uh, Summer Rental. He was a great actor. Splash. Just a great actor. And, of course, you've already quoted him in your uh, Moose. So, sorry, folks. Park's closed. We should have told candy. you up front. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> and, of uh, course, the very first film we have ever done in Christ Culture and Cinema. The, the Blues, Blues Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, he's in it. So moving on, the last character that I will mention is Kevin's brother, Buzz. I mean, there's a, a an army of kids in this movie, side actors. But Buzz is, the, Buzz is kind of Kevin's nemesis and kind of picks on Kevin, bullies him. Played by Devin uh, Ratney. Uh, who's been in movies, Nebraska, R.I.P.D., Masterminds. But here's the reason I brought him up. He's in the 2021 Christmas release, Home Sweet Home Alone. He's the crossover from the original coming back in the latest entry in the series. So was he really hard up for money or what? Was he uh, I, on, on the street? Once, I don't know. You know, I, I just I haven't heard much about the movie. I heard oh it's not so bad. But oh, really? I don't, All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. It sounds like somebody's looking for a quick uh, quick dollar to me, but we'll but go let's, with it. Let's set the scene of Home Alone. Here it is. It's Christmas time. We are on the verge of, of Christmas Eve and day, and Kevin's family for Christmas is going to France. Okay, so number one, that's a little different, if you ask me. That's a different way to celebrate Christmas, I would say so. And it's not like it's Kevin, Buzz, Mom, and Dad. No, it's like 16 people going to France. It's a full house. It is a full house. And by the way, the house they live in in the Chicagoland area is a massive mansion. It's a nice house. It's it, gigantic. It's 671 Lincoln Avenue in Wanatika. Wana- 
one when the Tika, Illinois. So you can go by and see it. You can, and I think you can stay there. Oh, or it's for on, sale. Uh, it's one or the other. It could be even for sale. They could have it on the uh, uh, VBR. Was it? Uh, Bio. Bio. Well, we'd have to look that up. Maybe that you could be fun. But now, having said that, isn't that the same house in Blaine's Trains and Automobiles? It looks awfully the same to me. It would make sense. But same the people. Ha- the house is enormous. It's clearly an affluent neighborhood. And nice. there is chaos. In ha- now, the house is all set up for Christmas, but they're going to France, which is also kind <laughs> of interesting, too. And as all the chaos is unfurling and as Kevin keeps getting pushed to the side and pushed to the side, what does Kevin say, Michael? I wish I never knew all my family and friends. I forget. He went, yeah, he went crazy. He was angry. He, he was didn't angry. go well. He got in a fight with his brother. Yeah. Got blamed for all this stuff. Everybody was mad at him. Right. I mean, the, what his uncle says, I want to punch him in the face. Oh, yeah. A jerk. Yeah. His uncle's a jerk. Oh. And then his mother says, you don't mean that, Kevin. And he says, I do. I wish you were all gone. And guess what happens? He got his wish. They uh, next morning. Uh, he was up in the. Let's give mom and dad a little credit here. He was up in the attic. He was mm-hmm. mad. He went up to the attic, and they didn't set their alarms. Their alarms didn't go off. So the next morning, when they have to get to the airport early, they are all flying around the house, getting into the uh, you know the van that's picking them all up, and off to the airport they go. Small problem. They left Kevin behind. They didn't find kevin and off to the airport they go and they keep going hmm don't you think we are missing something or forgot something you know just logically speaking as a parent wouldn't you do a head count especially when you have that many kids yeah they got a lot of kids you know i only had two if i'm missing one i know it because it's quiet right but much for them even with that number plus you throw in Aunt and uncle, their kids. I mean, they're going with a small army to France, which a lot I'm, of people. I'm still not getting the lure to France for Christmas, but that's just me. Bucket list. Uh, I, mm, I don't know. Go go the yeah. day after Christmas. Sure. Uh, I, I don't get it. Anyway, they leave. They're in the airport. They're still questioning. Kevin wakes up, and everyone is gone. And there's that moment of jubilation. He's free. His wishes come wish true. Came true. I wish you were all gone, and now they're all gone. And that's, uh, by the way, uh, this movie is just full of craziness with the bandits. But uh, there are five movie clips, and the very first movie clip is called "Kevin." Uh, uh, Kevin wishes up or wakes up. Wishes up. I think I wrote wishes up. But anyway, Kevin's first day alone. Yeah. What happens when he wakes up? So yeah, it's a good scene. Kind of sets it up. You know, he tries to be an adult. He tries to handle life all on his own. This little kid. uh, (laughs) You know, he's brushing his teeth. He takes a shower. He He washed his belly button for the first time. Yes, he did. And how about when he decides to shave? (laughs) Slaps on the uh, aftershave. The great scene when he screams. Yeah, a little bit of old spice to whatever it was. Tighten up the skin there. Uh, But all of a sudden, that gets old really, really fast. Well, he uh, runs into a little problem. Yeah. He's not quite home alone. Yeah. Well, as he's encountering his problem, mom and dad are on a flight from Chicago to Paris, France, when they realize Kevin is not with them. Where's Kevin? Now, one one part we kind of glossed over a little bit Mm -hmm. is in the chaos of extended family and everybody trying to find places to sleep. Right. 
there was a police officer that stopped by the house to, to check on things that was just kind of standing around watching the chaos, yeah. hearing about their trip to France, yeah. which happened to be Harry. Case in the joint. Yeah, which, by the way, he's not a police officer at all. Not a police officer. He is a bandit with Marv. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Well, the family is gone. The house is perceptibly empty. Supposed to be. But wait a minute. There's lights coming on and movement in the house, and there are people there that aren't supposed to be there. Or is it a person? Or better yet, is it a small child? Something is happening. Well, these two bandits, Harry, Harry and Marv, are robbing the other houses that are vacated on the street. But Ding and Dong, uh, the wet bandits as they are, decide to leave a calling card. So they are flooding the house after they rob yeah, the house. Leave the water running every time. Yeah, it's a great idea. That way everybody knows you're the one robbing each house. It's a good idea. They're not very bright. They're not very bright. So what we have is Kevin putting together the the humor of this movie, the grand scheme to defend the house, to protect the house, using video clips and voices, using tacks, using hot irons, etc., etc., etc. Fill in all the blanks. He is an incredibly. He has a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. He is incredibly creative. He's a lovable, likable kid defending the homestead. I I, I did not write this down. What was he perceived to be? Ten. 11, About 10 years 10, old. 10 years old. Yeah. It shows a lot of poise. Mm-hmm. You know, he certainly knows how to take care of things, which yeah. which is great. Um, but I watched a YouTube video. It was 10 pranks Kevin pulled in Home Alone that would actually kill them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Pretty much everyone should have killed <laughs> them. As we're laughing about it nowadays, if that movie came out, they'd be like, oh, my goodness, we're encouraging kids to do this, and they're all going to die. And it'd probably have an R rating. Who knows? Oh, good I mean, Lord. The, you know. the, the hot iron that comes swinging down and hits Marv in the face probably oh, would have killed him. The nail through the foot. Oh, yeah. And, you know, all kinds. Of, I mean, the tarantula thrown on him. I mean, people would be freaking out right now. Now, mind you, the side to all of this is the neighbor Marley, this older gentleman that everybody was afraid of, who Kevin actually turns out to be friend. And helps Marley see Christmas and the need for family and Marley looking out for Kevin. They end up in church together. Really kind of a neat little scene there. Big moment. Big moment there. And for Kevin to see at the end of the movie Marley's family coming and being with him on Christmas Day. It's really kind of a beautiful little scene. It's nice. That's almost overlooked in all the humor and the wet bandits getting cost. Now, Mom and Dad, once they realize Kevin is missing turn into incredible freaks. And her whole drive, uh, Kate's whole drive, is to get back to Chicago. Mm-hmm. She's calling the police to check in on him. And, you know, nobody wants to listen to this because it hasn't been back in the day 24 hours. Yeah. Which not a is, problem yet. No, it's not a problem not a yet. Problem. Nowadays, you call in five minutes later, it's a problem, which is the way it should be. Uh, meanwhile, Dad is trying to herd this entire army of people that just flew to Paris, France, which from Chicago has got to be about eight and a half, nine hours. Oh, that'd be a long one. It's a long flight. So clearly, everybody is unsettled. They're trying to get back. Well, Kate gets on a flight. She gets uh, back to, I don't even, wasn't even Chicago. She lands somewhere else. But that's where she hooks up with Gus Polinski and the Polka Boys. The Polka Man got in the truck. And get in the trunk, and they're going to drive them all the way to the house. And the irony is that Peter and the rest of the clan show up at the house about five minutes after yeah. her. Uh, Didn't get there any faster. So we look at this whole thing, and we go, number one, how do you leave a child behind like this? 
but wait a minute, there's biblical precedence for this. Somebody got left behind in the Bible? Somebody got left behind. They, they missed the plane? Uh, no, they missed the donkey. They missed the caravan. <laughs> they missed the caravan. It's in Luke chapter 2, verse 41. Now, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover, and when he was about 12 years old, they went up according to the custom, and when the feast was ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. Now, that's not good. Not good. How did that happen? His parents did not know it yet. Wait a minute. Doesn't that sound like... Kate and Peter. Yeah, definitely. Mm. But supposing him to be in the group, they went a day's journey. Wait a minute. They just kind of assumed. It's a big caravan. Well, it's a big caravan. With somebody. It must be some other family and friends. He's playing with the other Hanging kids. Out. Oh, doing, yeah. doing Jesus things. Look, he's never caused them a problem. Because right. he's without sin. So mm-hmm. why would they assume there'd be a problem? This is true. But supposing him to be in the group, they go this day's journey. But then they began to search for him among their relatives and acquaintances. So they're going up and down the caravan going, Jesus, Jesus, are you there, Jesus? Where are you, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus? Uh-oh. No, Jesus. Houston, we have a problem. Big problem. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem searching for him. Hmm, who does that sound like? Uh, Kevin's parents. Yeah, yeah, Kate and Peter. Trying to return. They, they had a little longer time. Yeah, they did after three days. So they get home. Now, when Kate and Peter come home, Kevin's in the house. Everything's good. Everything's good. Everything's well. Like- I, they show everything's good. I remember all the trash, the tar. The I mean, it's a pretty trashed house. Well, he cleans up a lot but of he, it. He supposedly does. Have you it's, met a ten-year-old kid? Yeah, no. It's, uh, we have a school with ten-year-old <laughs> movies. Movie did a great Movie job. Magic, all except right. for Buzz's room. Oh yes, yeah, yes, yes. Not Buzz's room. But look what happens. <clears throat> they after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. Huh. Kind of sounds like Kevin and his resourcefulness Pretty good. during this absence, doesn't it? And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. Wait a minute. When Kate and Peter got home, they were astonished, they were astonished. how well Kevin had done. And his mother said to him, son, why have you treated us so? Are you talking about Mary or Kate? This is Mary to Jesus. In the movie, it was Kevin, (laughs) we're so sorry. It was just the reverse. It's the opposite. Jesus' parents try to blame him at first. Why have you done this to us? Yeah, and then what does Jesus say? Jesus goes, he said to them, why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying that was spoken to them. So my question is, was Jesus only allowed to be in the temple five hours a day? Because Macaulay Culkin was only allowed to act five hours a day. And when the entire movie is around you and you're in every scene, it had to be a long shoot schedule. It sure did. And let's consider for a moment, where did Jesus go when not in the temple as a 12-year-old boy in Jerusalem? Where did he lay his head at night? Where was he getting food? These are things I've often wondered, but you see, now Macaulay Culkin was home. He was able to pillage through Buzz's room, grab some coin, go buy a toothbrush. I'm not sure why he had to go buy a toothbrush, by the way, in the movie. The first 10-year-old boy that ever worried about brushing his teeth. Yeah, yeah well, he was going to be the big guy, you know. He was sure. going to live, live large. 
Uh, he did clean the belly button. You're kind of obsessed with that, by the I way. It made me think that maybe I should do that. Uh, probably should. Might be creatures living oh, in there. Boy. That's not good. But you, you think about he had resources <clears throat> at his disposal in the movie. He was he able did. to do these things. Very resourceful. Had a big house. There's food still in the refrigerator, in the cupboards, things like that. What did Jesus do when he was left behind yeah. in Jerusalem? Don't you think Jesus was probably pretty resourceful? <laughs> I mean, think about <clears throat> fish and bread. He, yeah, he probably could. He probably, I mean, if he's by himself, he'd probably just hold his hand up and God had put whatever food he but needed. We don't in his know. Hand. We you don't. Know, here's the we thing: don't. we simply don't know, and we do know he still needs to sleep. Did he, he definitely sleep needs on to sleep. the street. Was he sleeping in a corner of the temple? We was there a locker room in the bathrooms <clears throat> at the temple? I don't know if there was a locker room. I don't think there was. No locker room? No locker room. No showers? Room. No showers. You have a shower right next to your office. This Why is wouldn't true. They in the temple? We, we have a bathroom with a shower next to the senior pastor's office. It's <laughs> I've never used it, but there it is. I do all the time. I know you do. So with that being said, Jesus is found, but clearly at this point, Mary and Joseph are going, okay, this is a whole different ball game as a parent. It changed things. It sure did. In the movie, because we have to have a sequel, it doesn't change a thing. No. <laughs> Everything comes back in the same no, chaos and fold. Same chaos. And that's when we have to say, you know, Kate and Peter, ah, you're not really good parents. Not very bright. Not really good parents. You know, you keep losing your kid. But I think you and I could both relate when you have that <clears throat> first time where your child amazes you at showing um, an understanding or a, a yeah. maturity. Right. And let's face it. Jesus' response to, to Mary and Joseph, yeah, it was like, oh yeah, we are parents to the Son of God. Well, and let's let's take a different tack. That first time you have the panic or fear that your child may be in distress oh. or missing. Oh. Have you had now, that? Yeah, it wasn't, that? it wasn't with my own child. Ironically, we went up to Niagara Falls. I had my brother, brother-in-law and sister-in-law's son, and... The kid is a handful. And we're Does he at, listen to Christ Culture and Cinema? I don't no, want to get you in trouble. I, pff, I don't care if he does. <laughs> uh, and, and this child vanishes in the crowd of people at Niagara Falls. How old? Oh, gosh. He had to be like six or seven okay, years old. That helps. And I lost my brain. I bet. And when I found that kid, he knew I had lost my brain. And I said, you can do this to your own parents. You will not be doing this to your uncle. And, mm. and he felt the, the warm wrath of God coming down upon him. It and a, he did not leave my side the rest of the day. It was a true unconditional love, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, no, no. It was, <laughs> it was hostility and anger is what it was. Yeah. So oh. just imagine, you know, when it's done in love, and this is Kate and Peter, there's genuine yeah. parental concern. Uh, Mary and Joseph, genuine parental concern, which... I think leads to our question of the day. Uh, what are the fears that you experience in keeping a child or children in your care safe in this world today? Mm. You know, we talk about this, you know, humorously in a movie like Home Alone, but Kevin was facing some real danger. I mean, there were real bad people, these wet bandits, that were trying to rob the house and there came a point where they didn't care if they killed the little buggers. Kind of what to. Marv says. Yeah, they were trying to. Trying to kill them. That's where they were at. Uh, what are the obstacles in today's society in keeping your child safe? You know, I, I often go to 
the child, the first time they get behind the wheel of the car and leave yeah. is the hardest moment. I always felt like hardest moment in your life. Because up until that moment, yeah. you hold a certain amount of control. It's true. And the first time they drive out of that driveway, mm-hmm. you are giving up 100% control. Which really does speak to the measure of faith. Faith. And putting faith mm-hmm. in God to watch over trust, uh, oh, watch over, protect and keep your child safe mm-hmm. when they're not under your watchful eye. You know, how does faith speak into that whole care of a child so they don't get, in this movie, left home alone? Let's leave it with that for today. Now, next week, we are going to uh, now do our second annual. Uh-oh, we have a second annual. Oh, boy. The second annual, is this a Christmas movie? Is it a Christmas movie? Now, last year, we did... What movie did we do last year? Die Hard. And we determined that Die Hard is, in fact, a Christmas movie. You Full may of want, Christmas. Yeah, you may want to go Christmas to the Wayback Machine, go watch, uh, listen to that one again. It's a Christmas it's movie, Christmas folks. This year, we're going to go a little older. Lethal Weapon. Is Lethal Weapon a Christmas movie? Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. Thank you for joining us for Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the Doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his assistant, Michael Pop. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies.